Okay, today for the 10-minute halacha shir, I came across an interesting shayla. I'm very fascinated by the shaylas that are published by uh, Rav Rabinovich. Anyone here know who Rav Rabinovich is? The, uh, the rabbi of the Kotel HaMaravi and Makomo Sakadoshin. So he is essentially the rabbi of the most important shul on earth. So he's got a lot of very interesting shaylas that come up as the rabbi of the, of the Kotel. A lot of people don't even realize that there is a rabbi of the Kotel except for when it's in the news because he's got to deal with whatever craziness is going on over there. So one of the, uh, one of the things that he does is when a major shaila comes up, he sends it to a variety of Gedolei Yisrael and you find that there are chuvas from major Gedolei Yisrael and issues that come up at the Kotel because he sends the shaila around. So one of the shailas that he recently had was uh, that they, you notice between the rocks of the Kotel there's often growth that comes out. There's like grass growing between the rocks of the Kotel. The, they have a tradition from Rav Yosef Chaim Zunfeld not to touch that grass, to leave it alone and let it grow, not to cut it. The reason for that tradition is because, the reason for that psak rather, is because in Megillah Davchav Chesam Ralf tells us, Beis HaKnesses Shecharav, if you have a Beis HaKnesses that's been destroyed, if it starts to become overgrown, lo yitzlosh mipnei agmas nefesh. Don't do some gardening there. Don't uh, don't trim the weeds because you want people to have a sense of agmas nefesh when they pass by a beis haknesses shacharav. You don't want them to feel like everything's okay. So Yisachar Zunfeld said, "Kavachomer when it's the korban abayis." So good if people are a little depressed that there is grass and weeds growing out of the kotel. Good, let them feel that way. We should feel that way. So that was their tradition. But here's the problem: they uh, they noticed. Um, they, they had a structural engineer come and check out the, uh, the structural integrity of the Kotel. And the engineer had said that uh, in order to preserve the structural integrity of the Kotel, they need to cut away some of the, uh, the grass. It's apparently, I don't know how, but, uh, but I guess these engineers are paid the big bucks to figure this out. But apparently it somehow is damaging to the structural integrity of the wall to remove the grass. So Rabinovich had two shaylas. First of all, uh, should, we, should we do something about this? Should we cut away the grass? He says, you know, after all, the Medrash tells us in Shir Shirim Rabbah, Hinezeo made achar kaslenu, achar kosal maravi shal besa migdash, lama, shenishpalo akarosh baruchu, sheeno charav liolam. The Medrash guarantees us that HaKadosh Baruch Hu swore that the Kosal Ravi will not be destroyed. So I don't care what the engineers tell us. I'll be coursing, whatever, I don't know. It's against the Medrash. The Medrash says that the Kosal is always going to be there. So uh, Rav Rabinovich writes, uh, but before you quick to answer that, Shaila, it should be pointed out that there have been pieces falling off. So before, before we, uh, you know, we just say, ah, what do they know if uh, the Medrash tells us there have been small rocks that have already fallen off. So uh, you may want to consider that before answering that question. Then question number two is, assuming your answer to question number one is that we have to trim the grass that's growing in between the rocks, in between the stones of the, uh, of the Kotel, what do we do with that grass? Is it kadosh? Is it holy in any way? Does it have to be put into Geniza? How do we handle it? Because after all, the Rambam writes in the, in the fifth parak of Ilchus Meila, Halach Avad, that if a person is maktish a field, so the, uh, and, and the grass grows in the field, that you're maktish, that grass is uh, subject to Meila, Moel in Bahem. It's subject to Meila. So do we have to put this grass in uh, some sort of special Geniza or something? So he asked the Shadot of Yitzhak Zilberstein. Rav Yitzhak Zilberstein wrote the following uh, tshuva. First of all, he says, the very assertion that you're not allowed to cut the grass because of Agnes Nefesh, he says, Mori Chami, Rav Yashiv Zichron 
disagreed. He thought that you can cut the grass that's growing in between the walls of the Kotel. I, what about the Gemara that Mipnei Agmas Nefesh, when you have a base Knesset that's destroyed, Mipnei Agmas Nefesh, you, want, you, you don't want to clean it up and fix it up. So Rav Yashar said, no, Ad Rabbah. The halacha is that if a Beis HaKnesses is currently in use and that it's not Berchobar, the Beis HaKnesses itself is currently in use, you've got to clean it up as best you can. So it's true, the Beis HaMikdash that was behind that wall is, uh, is destroyed. But the outside of that wall is right now a Beis HaKnesses. The whole Kotel Plaza is a Beis HaKnesses. So Adarabi, you should clean up the Kotel Plaza as best as we can because it's a Beis HaKnesses. Plus, as Silverstein points out, it's uh, always better whenever you have a question, should we mess with the Kotel or should we not mess with the Kotel? The, the default position should always be, don't mess with the Kotel. Leave, leave the Kotel alone. Uh, so generally speaking, that would be the attitude. But uh, considering that Rabbi Yashem thought that you're allowed to cut away the grass and considering that it's, uh, that it's dangerous... I, you know, you, you, got, you can't let people get killed from falling rocks. You have to do what you have to do in order to, prote- to protect people. I, what about the Medrash? But the Medrash says it's never going to fall. He says, that doesn't bother me. The Medrash says the whole thing's never going to fall. But that small rocks will come off and hurt people. Yeah, that could happen. So we want to avoid that. From, we want to prevent that from happening as well. Okay, so definitely you can cut away the grass. Now, now that they cut away the grass, what do they do with the grass of the, uh, of the Kotel? So he says, I think it is not subject to Me'ila. It does not have Kedusha. And there are three reasons that it doesn't have Kedusha, even though the Rambam says that if you're Makdisha Sada and things grow in that Sada, that, that, those, uh, that grass that grows in that Sada is subject to Me'ila. He says, I don't think that applies here for three reasons. Reason number one, he says, <clears throat> the walls of the Harabais, which is what the Kotel is, it's one of the walls of the Harabais, were built with the funds from the Shiyare Halishcha, the leftover money from the, uh, from the Lishcha, where they, uh, where they had the Machsa Shekel money, was, was uh, the different kupos, Yafkul Mesachashkalim, see exactly how it worked. But the Shiyare, I guess it's uh, Nogea in Yonadiyoma, right? Parshkalim, but the, the Shiyare, the Shiyare Halishcha is, uh, is where the, uh, is where the, um, the, the, the money came from to build the Kotel. Uh, to, to build uh, the Chomos of the Harabais. Now, the Gemara in Seches Ksuvis tells us, and Afkuvavam Beis, the Mizbeach Ha'ola, the Lishchos, the Azaros, came from Kachay Bedek Abayis, but the Chomos Ha'azara came from the Shiyari Ha'lishchos. And Rashi says, what does it mean, Chomos Ha'azara? Ezros Nashim, the Chel, Chomos Ha'ir, Migdaloseha, all of that from the Shiyari Ha'lishcha. There is a Machlokas, from Meir Rabbi Yudah, Meseches Kiddushin, and Afnun Dalid, whether there's Me'ila in the Shiare Alishcha. So whether or not this is subject to Me'ila really depends on that Machlokas. Well, the Rambam Paskins in the sixth parak of Hilchus Me'ila, like Rabbi Yehuda, that there is no Me'ila in the Shiare Alishcha. So therefore, it would turn out there's no Me'ila on that which grows in the Chomas Harabayis or in the walls of the Harabayis itself. Now, the Yushalmi tells us that the Mizbech Ha'ola, the Lishchos, the Azaros, also come from the Shari Elishcha, against the Bavli, that all of that comes from the Shari Elishcha, and the Rambam oddly paskins like that Yerushalmi, but the Yerushalmi also says that there is Mi'ila on the Mizbachos and the Azaros, even though they come from the Shari Elishcha. So what's going on? Do things that come from the Shari Elishcha, are they subject to Mi'ila, 
Are they not subject to Mila? Rav Moshe Nigus Moshe Yardeh Chelidal Tzim Samach Gimel writes that the Shitas Rambam is that there's no Mila B'Shiare Elishcha, but he still holds that the Mizbeach and the Azaros were built from the Shiare Elishcha, and there is Mila. Why? So he says, if you take the money of the Shiare Elishcha and you do something holy with it, it then becomes holy. So it would therefore turn out, if you build a Mizbeach with it, that Mizbeach is going to have Kedusha. And therefore, the Koslear Abayis, even though they come from the Shiare Elishcha, they can be subject to Me'ila, according to Rav Moshe, because you did something holy with it. You built the walls of the, uh, the Harabayis. However, uh, in Ira Kodesh Migdash. Chelek Dalid, Perek Ches, Os Zayin, does not believe that there is any form of Me'ila that is violated from the walls of the, the stones of the Kotel itself, and certainly not from that which grows in it. Why? Because, he says as follows, that um, it's true there could be Me'ila with things that are built from the Shari Elishcha, but by the wall of the Harabayis, there's no Me'ila, because the Gemara in Kiddushan and Daphne and Dalid, and there's Paskind in the Rambam, the fifth Perek of Hilch's Me'ila, Paskins that big day kuhuna are nitnuli hanos behen and therefore ein maolim behen. They were put there, they were made in order to get hana'a from them, and therefore by definition there's no mi'ila. The harabayas itself was nitan lehanos behen. The harabayas itself had a lot of different rooms that were used by the kohanim for a lot of different practical purposes and therefore is not subject to Me'ila. So that is heter number one, that since the Kotel is paid for from the Shari Elishcha, not subject to Me'ila. Second possible heter, he points out, is the Gemara Navodah Zarah Daf Nun Beis Am The Gemara tells us, Uba Uba Pritzim V'chilaluha, that once the Pritzim came to the Heichal, everything became Chulin. That which used to be Kodesh is no longer Kodesh. And the Maral Diskin writes, Kosala Maravi is also included in that, Uba And therefore, since it has become Chulin, it is not subject to, uh, to any form of Mi'ila. However, in the Mishkanos Abri Yaakov and in Ira Kodesh Migdash, he says, no, we only say that by Kalim, which can be moved. Yeah, Chililua, they were Mechala, these Kalim that used to be holy, now they're no longer Klei Shares, now they're just Chulin. Uh, but we wouldn't say it about Binyan, about the actual wall. Rav Moshe in Yardech El Gimel writes about the Kotel itself that, that Uba Uba Pritzim Chulu does not apply to the Kotel. It was only on something that Kodesh Baruch Hu has given the, uh, the, our enemies the right to be Sholet on and to be Machrith. But since the Kosal Ravi, Kodesh Baruch Hu has a promise to Klal Yisrael that he's not going to be Machrith, so uh, the, the whole idea of Uba Uba Pritzim doesn't apply to the Kosal Maravi. The third heter, he suggests, is that it's not so pashut that there's mi'ila on gidule hagdish, and that which grows from hagdish. It's true. We mentioned at the Rambam at the beginning that gidule hagdish, yes, mo'el in behen, you are mo'el, but maybe that's only when the gidule hagdish have some sort of value. The, the Rambam writes, now rava that grows in a hegdish field, lonenin velomolin. Now let it get an arava from it, but there's no mi'ila. So the Ravid says, why not? Why shouldn't there be mi'ila on the arava? It's growing in a hegdish field. So the defense that they, the Rambam in the Perisham Shnais writes explicitly in the third paragraph of mi'ila that the reason there's no mi'ila by the arava, even if it grows in a, in a hegdish field, is because how much is an arava worth? Nothing. What can you do with an arava? Nothing. 
and anything that has no practical value is not going to be subject to me'ila. So Rav Zilberstein suggests the same is true of the grass that grows through the kotel. Having said all of that, it is important to remember and to recognize, and Rav Rabinovich's truth is about this as well, that one is not supposed to go and chisel pieces off of the kotel. That became a thing that people wanted to do at some point where they said, you know, it would be really great if I can't go to Israel all the time, bring a piece of Israel back with me. I'll uh, just go to the Kotel with a little hammer, a little chisel, and chisel off a piece of the Kotel. It'll be a nice uh, conversation piece in my living room. So if Zilberstein said, that is a violation of three, perhaps five, Isurim Daraisa. One Isur is Losasun King. That the Rama Pasans and Archaim Sim Kufan Beis based on the Pasukas Mizbachosam Titotsun Lo Sasun Kein Lasham El Kechem. You destroy all of the Zara. Don't do that to God. So the Rama says you're not allowed to destroy any piece of a Beis Haknesses because that's also Mikdash Maat Kavchomer. You know the Beis Haknesses that is the Kotel Plaza. Furthermore, if the Chomos Hazar and Harabayis were paid for by the Shari Elishcha, that means they don't belong to you, and you are not allowed to take things that don't belong to you. That is an Isser of stealing. Third, he says, it's obviously a terrible bizayon, and it's osa maisa titus, when someone goes and starts destroying things that are nogea to the Mikdash. That he says, and if you want to use it as some sort of skula, or a fuwa, or something like that, then you're also in violation of the isur of being misrape bedivre Torah, and you're also in violation of what it says in the Navi, in Malachim Beis, um, the, the Navi tells us that Naaman, when he had uh, his tsaras and Elisha cured him of his tsaras, I don't know if you remember the story or not, I just learned it with my daughter the other night, so it's still fresh in my mind. So uh, when he, he decided he wasn't going to do bad things anymore, he wasn't going to be over to Avodazar anymore, because he saw the immense power of the Ribona Shalom by curing him of his, uh, of his tsaras, so he wanted to take some land, some dirt from Eretz Shal in order to build him his Bayach in Aram. And uh, the Radak says, why does he need permission from that? For that, well, what's the problem with just taking some dirt? So you see that, but you can't make a mizbeach. He wanted to build a mizbeach out of it. You can't build, make a mizbeach out of gzela unless it's miratzon anavi vamelech. That's what the Radak says. So apparently, you're not allowed to take land, uh, you know, of uh, holy land without uh, without some sort of rishus. So Kolshkein, the upper harabayis, which has kedusha and maybe even totem geniza, that you're not allowed to take it and uh, just use it for your own benefits. So anyway, so all of that is how uh, they, they uh, answered this Shiloh from Rav Rabinovich. Okay.